This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, November 3rd edition. Not only are we joined by Matt Riddle, former UFC star and current Evolve star, he's got a new do. I like it. I'm digging it, Matt. Yep, had the wife do it. Looks pretty sharp. Keeps the hair out of my face. Think I'm gonna rock it this weekend. You, know? you never did that when you fought, though, did you? My, my hair was never this yeah, long. It's, it's true. I, interesting. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Way to switch things up. It's always cool to stay fresh. That's true. I can't exactly do it. My hair was kind of longer last year, but. I get the widow's peak thing where the longer my hair is, the more bald I look, even though I'm not bald. You got the, so weird. you got the, like the Vegeta going. Yeah, I got there you. we go. How was your Halloween? It was good, you know. Got got the kids. Went over to the family little family party. Uh, yeah, you know. Did you we, all hand out candy at all? No, we we. Uh, we live on a pretty, you know, busy street, so I don't think there's too many trick-or-treaters. There's, like, a lot of neighborhoods yeah. around, you know, so. We live, like, right in the middle of our small town, like, right in the middle of it. And we are the only – a few of the other houses around us are vacant. We had some old people that lived there, and they just kind of passed away. They haven't been filled yet. So we were, like, one of six houses that handed out candy down this street. Either way, hey – Halloween, Halloween. Wild. You know, I'm more of a you know horror guy, so I watched a bunch of horror movies. The kids watched some horror movies. We ate a bunch of candy. You know, we didn't go trick or treating. We just bought a bunch of candy and ate it, and we went into the Halloween party. So, you know, it was it was a good time. Family enjoyed. I'm it. picky. I'm picky about my horror movies. Like I like to watch horror movies that I believe feasibly the things that in that could happen to me. Hmm. I'm not big into the witches and the, the – well, I'm big into zombies, but the dolls that come to life, what kind of stuff are you into? I'm, I'm into anything, you know, but it just has to be good. It has to be quality. It has to have a good storyline, you know, and I'm, I'm definitely picky because, you know, if it's not believable or realistic, like I hate when cell phones just go out and, and stupid stuff yeah. like that, you know what I'm saying? Like I like when – there's a reason behind it. Like now, if you're like camping and your phone gets wet and it doesn't work, and then something goes down, that makes sense, you know. Or more more survival based tar and stuff like that's pretty cool. And and of course, I like the still the supernatural stuff, you know, like werewolves and yeah, shit like that. I, it's not realistic, but it's still cool to see. I, w- I was in. I like the found footage stuff. Like I like the first couple of paranormal activities. I feel like if they could have condensed those into like two or three movies, they would have been real awesome. Mm-hmm. They stretched it out. Mm-hmm. You ever seen Hush? I don't think I have. Oh, you got to watch that. It's on Netflix. Ooh. It's this woman who's deaf, and she's a victim of a home invasion. Yes, it's I've, pretty seen, I've seen it, and she can't talk. Yeah. And she can't leave the house. Yeah, it's pretty legit, man. Yeah, and then she's actually a psychopath, and she is talking, right? And she's doing whatever. Yeah, yeah. I saw Pretty cool. Pretty legit. Pretty legit. Couple other Netflix nuggets. Not safe for work. That movie's pretty good. Um, And I watched that. This one isn't on Netflix, but that Don't Breathe movie that came out this year with the guy with who who was blind. All right, I got, I got basically one. horror movies with disabilities kick ass. I got I got one for you, and if you watch right. it, you might hate me, but it's I thought it was brutal. It blew it blew my tits off one night. It's called The Canal. Never heard of it. I'm gonna put I'm gonna type that down. Nobody ever does, <laughs> but uh, it's it's legit. It's pretty uh, yeah. Pretty brutal. 
I'm a big murder mystery guy anyway. Like a lot, I watch a lot of investigation discovery because when you work this kind of job, the last thing you want to do when you're off the clock is watch more wrestling and MMA. So I'm just like anything that happens to be on. And my wife watches investigation discovery a lot. So that got me into it. I'm going to check that out. The canal. The canal, bro. The scary. Hot, hot diggity damn. Out. Well, it looks like TNA is up the canal, the shit canal without a paddle. Have you seen all the stuff going on with them? Well, I heard of Mr. You know, Billy. Billy isn't getting anything for his time, effort, and money, right? Or he's gonna get. It? He's gonna get his. He's supposed to get his one point eight million back, but uh, he could also convert that into thirty six percent ownership of the company. He was supposed to be paid back two days ago, and TNA didn't pay him back. They said, "Give us a day to get the money." It was a, they, he gave them the day. They didn't give him anything. Then the Fight Network's parent company issued Fightful.com a press release earlier today saying, TNA is going to keep going. We will fund them. Billy Corgan is out of the company. And Billy Corgan said, oh, wait a second, guys. I haven't been paid my money back. I might take 36% ownership from you asshats. And uh, he's, he's kind of leaving it up there. Huh. As a as an independent wrestler, now I'm not trying to cost you a job or anything, but you see something like that, what does that make you think as, as a potential employer, as somebody uh, who could potentially employ you? Well, uh, well, as a as in my position in professional wrestling at this moment, which I, I love, you know, I don't think too much of it. You know, now if I wanted to seek employment there, even the WWE or, you know, those two places, I would be kind of worried. But at the moment with the the flow deal and everything that's going on with that and with the WWE and there's everything else, it's, I I know I'm I'm definitely in the right place, you know, especially when I see things like this happening. You know, I know I, you know, bet on the right horse. Seems like it. Uh, the TNA talents that I spoke to are happy. <laughs> but, one of which, but Ring of Honor is still doing good. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And I've heard that they may – well, I hope they end up on flow because $45 for a pay-per-view today when WWE's doing them for 10 that's tough, man. It's tough. And they got a great market and a good following. And, you know, the, the thing with Ring of Honor is they definitely want to own their brand and – do their thing and make it. But, you know, I, I think they're doing the right thing. They're doing what's good for Ring of Honor, I think, at the moment. Yeah. I I just think it's it's tough to pay that that price when the biggest company in the world is is charging $10. Now, a lot of people have said stuff like I saw a lot of people bitching, complaining about Flow Sports being 20 bucks, And I'm like, not – for me, that's a deal because – Pushing that technically they're a competitor, but they're in a kind of a little different, different thing than Fightful. But you get like Flow Combat and Flow Wrestling and Flow Grappling and Flow uh, Slam for that twenty bucks. And I mean, yes. I have I have friends that fight on Flow Combat. I, so, I mean, that's I'm a not gonna thing. lie. Uh, I talked to Jeremy with Flow Sports the other day. And Jeremy Potter. Yep, talked to him last night about. A possible grappling match. Ooh, and uh, it's it's it would be big. It would be breaking it, news here. It would be big. I can't. I, I don't. I don't even know if I should have went even that far. Probably should have said <laughs> anything. But uh, but I was like, you know, I talked to him last night. Threw out a couple names. I said yes to both the names offered. You know, hopefully. One oh, of those them names be, offered. I, you know, I'd rather not. You know, save that for <laughs> next Thursday. But yeah. well, you know, flows. You know, flows legit. You know, they got a lot yeah, of like different flow. avenues, and you know, good for me. I'm good at a bunch of the avenues they you know do. So, you know, if I can get on to eight different flow channels, that would be yeah, definitely. Are you gonna get into marching band stuff? You know, the marching band. I don't know if I'm at that level yet. You could you could be like Nick Cannon in that drumline movie. You know, I might try out. I think they have like they have to have like a parkour channel, and if they don't, I'll pitch it to them. Do you do parkour? I don't, but I bet I could. 
<laughs> but you know, but but yeah, it's fun stuff. And, uh, this comes you you keep touting this hypothetical six thirty that you can do that I've never seen you do either. Oh, it's never seen me do. Uh, you know what? I can definitely. I could probably take some footage for sure. I should probably that do. I should awesome. probably do that one of these days, just so so the peeps can know. Yeah, the people gotta know. So the bro, so know. the bro and broettes know what the bro can do. The king of bros can do. Exactly. I'm not just some dude sitting on wrestling mats doing podcasts. You know, I can do six thirties <laughs> and shit. I wish I was sitting on wrestling dude. mats. I'm upstairs and. I have I do, some out in my gym. I mean, but. I'm I'm upstairs. I'm upstairs in my office, and I got a steam machine, like a PS4. Got the virtual reality thing, sound system. Got the TV. Got a desk, file cabinet, safe, some glassware. You know, I'm, I'm I have sad. the old I have the old porno casting couch couch over here. Classy. The- I, the, I'm I'm not really an agent, and there is no job couch over there. And That's I, what I, got. I I have the beanbag chair right now. It's propped up like a chair, and uh, sometimes I lay it down like a bed. Sometimes I have it as a love seat. <laughs> it's it's very versatile. Over there, I've got like another set of screens with it with a chair. And one day, somebody saw all the chairs I had, and they assumed that I I was working out of a leather chair emporium. You know. But all my all my wrestling mats are out out in the got a gym out back got them out there. But I, I see I don't got the setup. I can't sit around and stretch like you do all day. Dude, I need to it, do that. It's, it's a lot more convenient, you know. I can stretch the back out, and the big thing is not even the back. You can get and stretch the back out while you're sitting, but your back always feels tight. Yeah. What it is is your hips. You gotta like stretch those mm-hmm. hips out. It's hard to stretch a hip out while you're just like sitting there. Well, you know. I started to do like a hip stretch where I push down. I lay flat on my back, put my heels to my ass, and you push downward on your hips. Oh, man, that helps the downward lower back. Good on the lower back. Also, news uh, this week: Ronda Rousey says that she that this fight will be one of her last. This isn't a big surprise, man. One of her last. Well, well, good. You know, good for her. You know, I honestly think like. She could probably fight longer, but it's kind of like a smart move, like health wise. Like if you don't have to fight a whole career, sure. Or maybe you know, maybe she's gonna go down different avenues. I think I heard something about Stephanie McMahon possibly pursuing Ronda if she leaves. She wants to, and you know, and I think Ronda would probably give it a try. I know her buddy Shayna Brazler does it. And Shayna Baszler just had a tryout. Yeah, I saw that as well. You know, so maybe they're just going to bring those four horsewomen in and just make it all sorts of crazy. I've been nagging Jessamyn Duke, one of the four horsewomen, to do pro wrestling literally since I met her. She lived like maybe an hour away from me, and I was like, "Listen, if this MMA thing doesn't work out, you're six feet tall." You're in really, really good shape. You used to do some modeling. Maybe pro wrestling would be something you'd be interested in. As it turns out, she ended up hooking up with Shayna and Ronda. And from what I understand, WWE has retained interest in her. So that'd be three of the four. Well, I, the I would imagine. I would imagine they would take at least three or all four of them. Because why wouldn't you? That's just that's just a money move, you know. Like, well, number number four is pregnant right now with Roderick Strong's kid. Oh, that's just so that's gonna happen. Yeah. So they're all so, gonna collect a check. So that's legit. Yeah, Ronda. So, so you got Ronda Rousey, who she's smart. If, that's if a she, smart move. They yeah, probably she get called WWE tomorrow. Get Ronda Rousey's there. In there, you know. Oh man. Yeah, you know what? He's yeah, big. He's, too. He, he's huge. He's like seven feet tall. He's, he's actually like a big mixed martial artist. Yeah, he's he's like six seven. So they would bill him at like six ten, six eleven. He can wear boots. Yeah, just as long as they don't have that turd Edmund in there. Then again, I don't know. Like if somebody throws a drop kick at him, he'll probably go unconscious. Got him. He didn't go out from Verdooms. Yeah, but bro, he just took it like a dumbass. Bro, he was wobbled. 
He stumbled oh, around God. for a little bit afterwards. Can you believe that shit landed? I can't. I saw it. But, you know, he didn't expect <laughs> it. But, dude, that's the story he'll probably have to tell when he starts pro wrestling. Like, he'll do his MMA stuff, and then dudes will hit him with pro wrestling stuff. Oh, God. You know? Oh, that all works. So, Ronda Rousey, she can go to the WWE whenever the hell she wants. That's that's the good thing about her. Shayna has been training, and I mean Shayna's background. She trained under Billy Robinson and Josh Barnett. So she has a pro wrestling training background as well. Um, Jessamine has trained a little bit. Adam Cole told me that he offered to train her just flat out, like he just he threw just the offer. Just train her flat out, no big deal. Yeah, and I, when I told him that, when as soon as he told me that, I was like, uh, Jessamine, what the hell? What, what gives here? But um, and then Marina Shafir is engaged and going to have Roderick Strong's kids. So the four horsewomen now more involved in pro wrestling than ever before. Now, when Ronda says things like this is going to be one of my last fights, that automatically means she does have a foot out the door. What is your take psychologically on someone who does have that foot out the door but has a fight scheduled and a giant one at that? I think she might pull out of the fight. Really? Possibly. Well, because if she doesn't win and gets beat up, she's going to be worth less money. Yeah. And that's well, just, I, I can and say that's this. just common. You know, that's just common sense. You know, I can say this: her her getting her ass kicked caused more interest in her than I've seen her ever have. But if it happens again, ugh. it'd be hard to sell. So, like, she, you know, I think now if she goes out on a win. She's the champ, right? She's fighting the champion. Well, she didn't say it was going to be her last fight. She said it was going to be one of her last. Okay. She has said she said before she doesn't want to fight into her 30s, and she doesn't consider 30 her 30s. She considers like 31 and up her 30s. Now, she'll be at that in about a year and a half. So that's Ronda Rousey. That's probably two or three more fights. I'm confused you, about that. Hey, yeah, it confused I'm going to retire when I'm thir- in my 30s. Not when I'm 30, yeah. like 31, like that's the 30s. But even if she did and she was like at 34, she said, I want to come back. Well, there's another five to seven million for you. Yeah. She, these, I mean, fighters are, but, these fighters but, are taking it in their own hands now, and I think it's great. Well, they're selling tickets and they're worth money. The biggest thing for Rousey, though, to stay valuable, she really needs to win this fight. There's a lot of pressure on her for that. I, I would imagine there's a lot of pressure. If I was Ronda Rousey, I would feel the pressure because great, you're fighting. Lost like, Matt. No. You lost me. Message Matt here. Oh, are you there now? I'm here. Can you okay, hear me? We lost you for a second. Oh, man. <laughs> you Sorry. sound devastated. I'm furious. What happened? I don't know. It's that, yeah. that Washington State internet, I guess. Oh, it's shit here, bro. It's horrible. Man, it's pretty awesome here. I was I was about to move to a, a different city. Moved to the city where I grew up in, which is a much bigger city than where I live. George Clooney like lived there, grew up there. It's a decent-sized city, and the internet is trash in that town. I literally couldn't move to this city because the internet is so trash, and I couldn't do my job. I hate trash internet. I hate it. it pisses me to hell. I know when I moved to Pennsylvania back here, I got bamboozled into that Dish Network internet service. Oh, no! With those crappy data caps and all that Bro, stuff? I got rid of it, got some normal internet, and I haven't looked back since. I was at Time it, Warner. I'm pretty it, thrilled with Time Warner, my friend. I, I don't know what I have if I have like Blue Ridge or Time Warner or something like that. It's it's one of the one of the one of the big players, you know, one of those guys. Yeah, it's, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey's taking her destiny sort of into her own hands. Like she's going to dictate a lot of money, no matter what. WWE movies, UFC, the movies, yeah, everything. She's well, she's valuable. She they and she can thank the UFC for that. I mean, granted, she won the fights, sure. but 
I mean, she she ran with the ball, but at the same time, you know, like they put her in place and, you know, she did her job. So, you know. Kudos. The showdown Joe and I speculated last night, she's a much bigger star than Gina Carano. And Gina Carano is doing fine in the movies. I know. I, she was an X-Men. Yeah. Damn. Amongst other films. Yeah, it's, one of the Fast and the Furious movies. She was in Haywire. She's been in a lot of stuff. And the thing is, and, she doesn't even really do any acting. It's more like she's just... She doesn't talk. She's, just, she's a decent-looking face that throws some kicks. So no, she was in Deadpool. That's what she was in. Oh, yeah, that's... Well, that's like... Well, Marvel. That movie was awesome. Yeah, that, I, I like Deadpool. That was a good one. It's classy. Triple H dressed up as Deadpool for Halloween. Would you buy him as a Deadpool? Nope. <laughs> nope. Me either. I would love to see Triple H cut a Deadpool promo. He could probably do it. He's a professional. Yeah, he's, been, he's been around the business too long not to be able to just cut a promo at any time when he wants. So shit's getting real in the UFC. People are getting laid off. As I mentioned, you got people like Ronda Rousey, Conor McGregor taking bookings into their own hands. A guy by the name of Donald Cerrone said in an interview yesterday, uh, I'm not saying that this isn't a direct quote, but he basically said, I don't give a shit. I'll head up a fighter's union. I'm not scared of these guys. What what does that say to you that somebody like Donald Cerrone is willing to do that? Because he really doesn't give a shit. We know that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's probably the coolest thing I've ever heard Donald Cerrone say. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, I wish more people would stand up. I think that was my problem. I think that's uh, like John Fitch. That was John Fitch's problem because, you know, I think there's a lot of stuff that happens behind closed doors that people don't know about, and you talk and, you know, and you maybe share opinions and how you see the view of the company going or whatever. And then, you know, before you know it, you're fired, you know, and it seems like if you have a difference of opinion, they find one way or another to get rid of you, you know? And, yeah, I agree. And, I but then again, guys. but then again, I'll say this, like if you're valuable to them, even if you're talking poorly, like they'll keep you on board. Like, because you look at guys like the Diaz brothers, you know, they fail drug tests. They talk negatively about the commissions and everybody else. And they still have jobs, you know, and, and there's nothing against, I like the Diaz brothers, but at the same time, they put asses in seats. I'll be honest. When they, when they fired me, I wasn't, even though I was on a four or five win streak, I wasn't putting the same amount of asses in those seats. So they got rid of me, you know? And a lot of times when you do speak out, that it does cause that cult following. Yeah. Like if the Diaz brothers never said a word, then I don't think they'd be nearly as popular because there are a lot of fighters that go out and fight like they do, but they're not as outspoken as the Diaz brothers. Well, I think I think there's a difference. I think the big thing with the Diaz brothers is they've paid their dues Kind of like in professional wrestling, if you like go right to the performance center and get a push in the NXT, it's like it's one thing. It's kind of hard to make your name, you know. But like even in the MMA world, if you fought in Pride and you fought in Strike Force and you fought in Elite XC and you fought in Japan and all over the world and in the UFC and you're back in the UFC. You know, and then you got a brother that, you know, fights too, and he, like, won the ultimate fighter, right? Yeah. You know, Stallion, and he's done very well for himself. He's beaten Gomi and other notable fighters, you know? So it's like, it's not only one fighter, it's brothers, and they've traveled all around the world, and they train with some of the best practitioners in the world, you know, like... There's a lot of variables that make the Diaz brothers the Diaz brothers just in them talking because there's also a lot of fighters that say they smoke pop, but they don't have to get the same pop either. There's a lot that goes into the 209, uh, you know? Now, to be fair, when you cut that promo on on Dan Hardy, I mean, that made me a big fan of yours. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say, oh, I didn't give a shit about Matt Riddle before then. I knew you from what I thought was my favorite season of The Ultimate Fighter. And but when you cut that promo, I was like, man, I care about Matt Riddle a lot more now. I want to watch him fight. Not only that, I want to watch him fight in England again. Did you see that once you did that? Did you could you tell a difference, or was it just 
not noticeable. No, definitely. But the thing was, that was probably the first time in my entire career in the UFC that they actually gave me a chance to talk in front of all forms of media after a big pay-per-view fight. Before that, I had like my one-minute interview that went on UFC.com with Ariel Hawani. And don't get me wrong, it got a lot of views, like thousands and thousands of views. But it wasn't like talking in front of like every single camera in front of the world champion, everybody there, and you're on the main stage at a pay-per-view, first time in Calgary, you know, big event, all the media is there, you know, like that's a big deal. And then, you know, a lot of people kind of like be quiet under that pressure. And then to speak and say what I did, you know, and yeah, you know, but I, I don't know. It's it's just I feel like you got to feel and like, and at the same time, it's like opportunity is king. Like imagine if I had all twelve of my fights in the UFC and I got that opportunity to talk like that. Yeah, you absolutely. know, I guarantee you, I'd have a lot of fans. But the UFC would rather just rush one fight in, rush the next one out. You know. Shit, maybe, I wish they did maybe, that today because their pacing is terrible. Maybe maybe what they need to do is let people talk a little bit. And then if the guy's good, like give him a couple chances. And if he's good, let him go. If not, just give him a short amount of time. You know? I wonder why they don't do the thing like – That would build, build fans because the thing is they don't let anybody connect with the fans. And that's what even Pride did. Pride was like raw. It was uncensored, you know, like – the guys were themselves, and, like, they just, like – like, Rampage swore and did his thing. It was Rampage, you know? And, of course, when you, he came to the UFC, he was Rampage, but he's definitely a toned-down Rampage for the one in Pride. Yes. Pride Rampage was some hood shit, you know? So, like, Rampage in America, you know, still, still pretty gangster – but definitely not like, you know, the promos weren't the same. The talk wasn't the same. The fighting was the same, if not better. But, you know, you know what I mean. And I think with that, you build a character, you build a legend, you know. And the UFC right now has only allowed certain people to go off the chain, like Conor McGregor and a Ronda Rousey. And, you know, and I wouldn't even say Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey earned that. She, she really fought, you know, she just – picked through everybody in like 10 seconds. She's, you know, she looked unstoppable like Superwoman for so long. And typically she's only got that one loss. She might knock this girl out in a minute. She might suplex this girl in armbar, you know. She does have some knockout power. She's she's really good. Like she hits hard. She's really athletic, you know, like so. When when Holly Holmes says that that's one of the hardest she's ever been hit, that says something. Because Holly Holmes has been hit pretty damn hard. Yeah, that. she's a professional kickboxer and boxer, yeah. you know. World champion. So. We have some news about The Undertaker. Matt. Good or bad. He's going to make a WWE perf- uh, appearance on November oh. 15th. Now, we don't dude, know if it's televised dude, the or not. Way, it, the way you said that, you made it sound like we have news about The Undertaker. I was like, oh, my God. No, it's it's going to be in Pennsylvania of all places. What? In Wilkes Bear? Right in my backyard of Pennsylvania yeah. across the country from Washington? Yeah. <laughs> it's on November 15th, and it's for SmackDown's 900th episode. Now, we don't know if it'll be televised or not. They might just be bringing him there to fill up the house. But uh, even more surprising, he showed up <laughs> at a Cavs game backstage in full gear. Did you see that? No. He was just chilling backstage at the Cleveland Cavs uh, Quick and Loans Arena because uh, uh, LeBron James is a big wrestling fan. Okay. So, like, him, his wife, Ultimate Warrior's wife were just there, and they – I don't know if they just had him there for decoration, like what the hell he was doing, but he just had hip surgery and he was walking around without a cane. So, apparently, he's doing okay. Yeah, that – yeah, I guess so. You can go hit up SmackDown that night? Probably not. Where's that? How far is that from you? That's not far. I mean, other than like the drive across country, it's probably like 30 minutes. Really? 30 minutes? 34. Dude, they were just Dean Ambrose went against AJ Styles Sunday night at the PPL Center. And if the guy who played the fake Undertaker showed up a half an hour for me, I'd go watch it. 
Dude, I, I have the benefit of living in the Northeast where wrestling is king. That's true. That's very true. Dude, it's the Beltway, bro. They love the wrestling. That's true. Are you surprised the Undertaker is making another appearance? That like this this point of the year, uh, we didn't know he was pulled off of a ton of European shows. He hasn't appeared since WrestleMania, and he was yanked from the European tour. So people didn't know what the hell was going on with him. But it seems like everything's okay now. Yeah, I mean, if he like the thing is, if he wants to work and he's feeling healthy, he should, you know. And I think with a guy like that. You only have so many matches in you, so you just want to, like, you know, get what you can in. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I don't blame him. And he probably sees guys like, you know, unfortunately, like Daniel Bryan and others that can't work anymore, wrestle anymore, that would love to. And he's like, if I can, you know, pop a crowd and make some money and, you know, work again, I should probably do it. You know? Definitely. John Lineker versus TJ Dillashaw looks like it's going to be on UFC 207. That's a pretty good bantamweight fight. That's a very good bantamweight fight. I like the idea of that because if Cruz or Garbrandt – well, if Garbrandt gets hurt, you have somebody to throw in that main event. You have somebody to face Cruz. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Also, something I noticed – I haven't, I haven't been watching the Ultimate Fighter. I don't watch the Ultimate Fighter anymore. Nobody gives a shit about the show. Don't blame me, bro. No, no. And apparently, they're going to do like an All Star season next year. That that would be cool. But uh, I look at the flyweight results and like all of like set six or no, it's eight of the nine fights that have happened so far in a flyweight tournament are all finishes. That's pretty cool. I like that. Well, I think they're all champions, right? Yeah, they're all yeah, regional champions. Yeah, yeah. That's how it should be. Well, that's what happens when everybody's a champion, usually. everybody, And I think a lot of those guys are undefeated, too. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Somebody's cool good. with it. The thing is, I'll be honest, before you lose a fight, you feel unstoppable. <laughs> like, you feel, <laughs> you feel though he beat you up a little bit. You feel like you just can't get beat up. Like when I, before the ultimate fight, before I fought Tim Fedor, I was like, nobody can beat me up. And then like I broke that one dude's jaw, and I was like, yeah, definitely nobody can beat me up now. <laughs> you know? And he had, well, I was really green. And then I fought Tim, and I did well. And then I remember he swept me at the end of round one and laid some elbows into the side of my head and nose. And I was like, shit, like – this is a fight, you know, and then second round was good, but then he caught me with an arm bar, and that's just how she goes, you know. To be fair, I thought you killed Dan Simler, was it? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I thought he died. I kind of did. I feel bad still for you, Dan. What was the toughest, like the most, I don't want to say physically helpless because I don't see you being physically helpless, but like was there a fight that you had that like in the middle of a fight you're just like, I'm not winning this one? You know, when I fought Nick Osipsack in England, Uh I just, I'll be honest, I didn't really train that hard for it. I was like, this dude's from England. He can't He can't do anything. And, you know, and I'm not even kidding. Like, I really half-assed. I ate a lot of Velveeta. And then I worked <laughs> to top it off. I was sick for the fight. Everything that could have went wrong went wrong. Jet lagged. Everything in England and Manchester. Fans spitting on me. It was awful. Spitting in you. Spitting in me, penetrating me with their spit. Uh, but that fight, I remember first round felt fine, strong, dominant. Second round, I felt like everything was rubber. I couldn't do 
anything. And it was just a combination of me not training good, me not eating good, me not sleeping good, me not doing anything properly. And then, like I said, the night of the fight, like the day after weigh-ins, I still weighed like 167. Like I lost weight after weigh-ins. Like I just wasn't, I wasn't myself. But that was probably the only time I ever felt helpless in a fight. In practice, I felt helpless against like heavyweights. You know, like certain heavy yeah. certain heavyweights have my number. You know, and then there's uh, yeah, that's about it. And do you know who else was really strong? Probably the best guy I've ever went with in practice. Way better in practice than he is in a fight, and he's still really good in fights. Who's that? C.V. Dalloway. Really? C.V. Dalloway will beat your ass in practice. <laughs> He'll be – well, and I'm not saying he wouldn't beat my ass in a fight. He's good, you know? But, like, I think it might be style-wise, too. His ground and pound is vicious. Like, you know, like, he, he really he, – he's strong, and he knows what he's doing. So, yeah. He was supposed to fight not too long ago. The elevator crashed and he hurt his back. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about that? That sucks for him, you know. Like I'm pretty sure he just had a kid too and his I, I think he still got his I think he still got his show money. I think. I don't know though. But he's riding a three fight losing streak, so Hey, well hopefully he doesn't get fired because they're laying yeah. people off. Then again, C B goes out there to bang. He's been there since He's been there since forever, since 2008. Yeah, but he's had, like, one of those fights. Like, he's had, like, one, like, really, like, breathtaking victory in, like, I think six years. He, dude, this is a – all you need, he's going to pull out, like, a Peruvian necktie his next fight. People are going to go insane. He's going to flex hella hard and cut a promo. And he's probably going to get a title shot against this thing. It's ridiculous. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah right. USA, dude, he'll be the coach on the Ultimate Fighter. Doggone. I will eat. I will eat cat shit if he gets a title. Dude, I hope he goes on a three fight tear. I hope he goes <laughs> on a three fight tear. This thing vacates the title. They don't know what to do. Man, well, Bisping might vacate. I don't know. By the way, Luke Rockhold got hurt. He's out of his fight with Jacare after all that shit. Luke Rockhold's been talking about. Michael Bisping being soft and all that stuff. Now he pulls out of his fight. I'll tell you you this, 100%. I saw, I'll be honest, me and my wife, we watched some bad TV. We watched The Millionaire Matchmaker. And Luke Rockhold was on The Millionaire Matchmaker. Really? Yes. Like him or somebody who looked like him? No, no, him. Like, I'm professional UFC fighter Luke Rockhold. The Millionaire (laughs) Matchmaker came to him because he's looking for love. Whatever. I bet he is. So basically, he brings this girl onto his yacht and tries to like bang her instantly, like a piece of trash. Like he's like, "You got a sweet body." Why does it make him a piece of trash? Because you're on TV and you're paying somebody because you're looking for love. If you're not looking for love, you shouldn't be fucking at a matchmaker. You should just be at the bar or club like everybody else. Especially if you have a yacht and you're a UFC fighter, Luke Rockhold. He doesn't. Do you think he dude has dude has an eight pack and is the world champion at the time of the show? What's well, all scripted? It Bro, is. Well, I, I, dude, no, I think it's not scripted. It's definitely edited. And the, he he was less than a favorable character, and she refused to show him any more now, ladies. What's the point in owning a yacht if you're not going to try to get butt on the yacht? Dude, I don't, you're, you're I don't, hey, water. hey, I don't, I don't blame that. But I was like, he, the thing that got me is I, I'm big on lying, and what he did was lie to the ladies that I'm looking for love and to settle down. <laughs> and then he like basically tried to bang the chick. I'm pretty sure he did too because he is, you know, she was on the yacht. He's a UFC fighter. The implications, she couldn't say no. I don't know if you ever seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Well, he's <laughs> he's dating that he's dating that pop star now, Demi Lovato. <laughs> Ex- bro, exactly. He was just trying to get on TV and get some tail and tell people he was a millionaire. It was a it was a douchey move, and he acted like a douche the whole time. That's all I'm saying. 
as I looked this no, up, it's this just karma. It's karma. And he talks shit. He got knocked out by Viz Bing. He's just riding the karma train. As I, as I looked this up, it was taped in uh, 2014. So it's been a while back. He, was he wasn't the, with Demi Lovato yet. Yeah, and he was the champion, right? No, not then. Uh, oh, so he so he was just a millionaire. I, I doubt he was really a millionaire at that point. Well, he comes from a pretty good family, I think. Oh, does he? Well, then maybe he does. Because, like, all he this, strikes me as the kind of guy that would come from money. Yeah, like, I think his dad's, like, a pro athlete, and his, like, brother's a pro athlete, like, pro surfer. And, like, everybody in his family, they're all from California. That's what I heard. I heard a rumor. I didn't, I didn't wiki it, or, I don't know, or Google search it, you know? We'll have to do the we'll have to do the Wikipedia true or false with you sometimes. That's one of my favorite things to do with people on shows. Is go through their Wikipedia and find out what's real. Thus far, oh, there's so much stuff zero of them have been zero of them have been completely true. Of course, that I've done. I don't know who does them. You know, I appreciate the time and effort, but I feel like anybody can just suggest stuff. Oh, they can. One time, I tried to convince my wife that Mike that the Miz had a twin brother named Mark Mizanin who took over for him, and then I edited his Wikipedia page to say it to convince her. She didn't buy it, but, yeah. That's, you can change anything. That's pretty legit. That's hardcore. I wonder if he changed it back. Well, they did, almost immediately. Oh. So one time I asked EC3 of TNA, because his, his listed weight on Wikipedia was 246 pounds. And he was like, I have never been above 225 pounds. And that's when I'm like on a vacation binge drinking. So then after we published that and he revealed he's never been above 225, somebody went in and made it 252. So you never know with Wikipedia. Well I, well, I don't know what he's built at. EC, you're saying EC3. That dude looks like he's. Yeah. Like 260. He looks like he's 252. Yeah, he's like very, you know, jacked and vascular. So it's yeah, like, he's jacked. Somebody he's said he's super like, jacked. So he's like, oh, he's too fit. Like, yeah, you know, that's believable. Well, he said that Jeremy Borash always like announces him at two fifty, and he's like, just say I'm two twenty five. I'm jacked. Just say what I am. It doesn't matter. So hey, whatever. He keeps it lean. He keeps it lean. Yeah. Did you uh, happen to check out the Sasha Banks Charlotte match Sunday? I did. What'd you think of it? Uh, you know, it looked dangerous, but it was decent. It was good. I, I personally, I'm a big fan of Charlotte, not a big fan of Sasha. You know, but I think they're like they have they have chemistry, and when they work, they have good matches. I thought it was. I thought it was really, you know, it was pretty good. I don't know if it should have been the main event of the show. You know, I thought Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens did a pretty good job. They had a great match. Yeah, and, you know, especially for Seth Rollins, it's been a while since, like, I feel like he had the best match of the night on the show and deserved it. And that was, I think that was that night. I guess it really doesn't matter what part of the card you're on. But, uh, but yeah, you know, they're – it was definitely, you know, it was definitely a main event worthy match. You know, it was pretty good. They lived up to the hype. the The finish was a little anticlimactic, right? What What was it? A power bomb and a one, two, three, or something? She just tossed Charlotte repeatedly into a table, then hit the natural selection and won. So she tossed Star- Sasha around all over the place and hit the natural selection and won. Yep, in Sasha's hometown. Kind of weird. Apparently, they went back and forth on whether it should be the main event, how the finish should happen, who should win, and it wasn't even decided until that weekend. Well, that's whatever, uh, you know. Charlotte's got the the winning streak on pay per view. They can build that. I like that. But you mentioned the Seth Rollins Kevin Owens thing. How impressive was that power bomb that Rollins did, where he deadlifted the dude? <laughs> and they messed it up. I thought they were going to do a Styles clash or something. And then Rollins is like, nope, you're coming back up here, buddy. And just threw up that athleticism, beautiful power The box. athleticism was very good. Kevin Owens selling is very good. 
Jericho's involvement. I don't even like Jericho's work lately, you know, as a wrestler. You know, person, you know, everybody has their own opinion, you know. But like, but his work with Kevin Owens has been making me a fan lately of his wrestling and the way how well he's able to like just throw his little stuff in there and there yeah. and there. You know, it's just so cheap, but it's also good and fast and effective, you know. And so, the people love him on the mic these days. He's got a, he's got a good thing going. The other day, I think I saw him stomping, stomping yeah. Seth Rollins while they're hugging each other. <laughs> it was hilarious. They're like hugging and they're like throwing back stomps and stomping side by side. It was it was great, you know. And I mean, and like I said, I like Jericho's work. I've been liking it lately, and I liked it when he was young. I just there was like a little gap where. I was like, oh, it's Jericho, you know. What do you think of this new cruiserweight show WWE announced? Did you hear about it? I didn't. Tell me more. <laughs> Tuesday nights, right after SmackDown on the WWE Network, a show called 205 Live. 205 references the 205-pound weight limit. They are going to have a cruiserweight show every week. They're going to fly these guys into SmackDown. They're going to either tape it there or run it live. Um, I'm going to get a couple of the names here. Let's see. Here are the names announced for the show. Brian Kendrick, TJ Perkins, Rich Swan, Noam Dwar, Ho-Ho Lun, uh, or Ho-Ho Loon, Cedric Alexander, Lince Dorado, Grand Metalik, Tazawa, Jack Gallagher, Gur Shira, and Harv Shira. Cool. They're not doing shit with them on Mondays. Do you think they will on Tuesdays? I honestly, I think they are. I don't know what they're doing with the cruiserweights. All those guys are really good wrestlers, and they're not using them properly. But that's they, they got they got so much going on. I don't think they know what to do with them now. They picked up all this great talent, and you know I don't think they know how to promote it. Uh, yeah, you know uh, I I don't know. I hope it works out great. They're all great wrestlers. They have like Brian Kendrick and TJP have been having good matches. Cedric's been having good matches. I, I think the the part that's losing people is how they only wrestle one another. Is, yeah. You know, I don't like that. There's been small guys in the WWE before that just wrestled big guys. So I don't know why you wouldn't mix it up with the cruiserweights. What I believe is there should be a cruiserweight division. Maybe have the cruiserweight title only defended at the 205, you know, and only have cruiserweight matches at the 205. But I still think they should have cruiserweights on Raw or SmackDown or both. Like to use it to promote the two hundred five yeah, show. Yeah, you know, and I don't know why. I don't know why you want. You know, that just really doesn't make sense to me. It, because I, I don't know if they're trying to do like a lower weight class and different brand, but I feel like that's not going to sell. It's like you wouldn't just start a new women's wrestling league, would you? And not do any. Well, DDP's kid and Hulk Hogan's kid and. Lacey Von Eric want to, man, that's going to suck. All these, the daughters of all these wrestlers are saying, oh, we're going to start up a women's promotion. Yeah, let me know how that works, guys. Uh, well, there's already a women's promotion that's probably more successful than all of them. That's like Shine. Shine oh, and oh, Shimmer and Shimmer. all kinds of places. And there, yeah, and there's the female wrestling in Japan is the best. So it's like there's, yeah. there's a lot of great wrestling, female wrestling all over, you know? Apparently, well, reports surface that Tony Nese and Drew Gulak, despite appearing on Raw, are still under evolved contract. Okay. In that same report, it said that you are under an evolved contract. Are you? I am. I am. What does that entail? What does that prevent you from doing or allow you to do? I can do whatever the fuck I want, bro. You can even say fuck on the air. I can, right? This isn't yeah, yeah it's podcast, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it basically entails that I work for Flow. Uh, I can work for them any, you know, I work for them when they ask me to, and I can work anywhere else. I can even work for other places as long as they say I can, you know. Uh, 
of course, there's a couple companies that they don't want me to work for, you know. Uh, but WWE isn't one of them, you know. And all the indies, for the most part, all the big indie companies I want to work for aren't on that list. And, uh, you know, the only, like, the only real two companies are Ring of Honor and probably TNA. And I would imagine under right circumstances, you could probably make that work too because they're very understanding. But at the same time, I am under contract with Evolve. I actually just signed the contract yesterday. And yeah, it's a, it's a good time getting paid. Very interesting. Yeah. Breaking news from Matt Riddle on today's yeah, show. Yeah, I guess I guess I you know a lot's been going on. I've been taking care of these fights in China that are happening. Uh, you know, book getting flights booked for in London and England, and just just been doing a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Just been busy, busy. I like it. I like it. You got my hair done, did you know? <laughs> That's the That's the main thing. Priority. You gotta take care of yourself too. That's true. You big into the hair and nail supplements? You do those? No, no, not <laughs> at all. I take like I take Juice Plus. It's like some just everyday supplements. It's basically like your green powder or your red powder you would get to take your greens and your reds. So I take that. I take some Ultra Cordyceps, and that's about it. So that's that's all you take. Just the like, that trail. That's how I stay Debo. Speaking of cordyceps, your boy. That's it. You're take on that it. Tack. Take that shroom tag. Hey, I'm trying to get back in the ring too. I got to get in shape. Now that Alex, I, I tweeted the other day. We got a guy starting full time next week. I'm excited that he's starting full time because it'll give me time to do cardio. But that kind of makes me wish that he wasn't starting full time because I don't want to do cardio. what's your weekend like Matt what you got coming up oh big weekend huge weekend gonna be going to Cleveland Ohio this weekend for AIW I mean Shayna Brazler probably is there I think and I know last time Ronda Rousey was there as well but also Travis Brown was fighting and CM Punk and all that Lark uh but, uh, so, you know, they're on the card. I'm tagging up with my boy Hot Sauce, and that's a Friday-Saturday tag team extravaganza of sorts at AIW. And then Sunday, three for this weekend, Sunday, Wrestling for Beyond. And I think, uh, I forget the name, but it's a tournament. It's in Providence, Rhode Island. And it's a tournament. I'm wrestling Chris Dickinson first round. I'm gonna. So you might you might do like a five for. Oh, match four wise, five. yeah. Well, yeah. If I like win everything, which I plan on doing, I mean, I'm probably gonna have like like ten matches. Whatever, no big deal. But uh, but yeah, you know, it's all good. If you win the tournament, you need to recreate the the infamous photo of you and John Jones. Where you're standing on the top of the podium and he's like down on like the third one. Tournament victory for Matt Riddle. Um, Would you imagine if I grappled John Jones? Imagine if that was one of the names. That'd be crazy. How do you you think that would go for you? I think it would go fine. (laughs) It's jujitsu. It's not like he can whip an elbow or kick off my face, bro. Brendan Schaub shut down the top grappler uh, bro, in the world, and dude, people were pissed at him for it. Dude, grappling's different. Now, granted, John Jones has a high-level wrestling game, so the probability of us both staying on our feet, because I can wrestle pretty good too, is probably I – don't, I don't think we're going to stay up too long. I think it's going to be a scramble what have you. I see some hand fighting, some stuff like that, you know, but I, I think I do well. I think I would do really well. I think a lot of people would think I'd get smoked. And, you know, that'd be really good I'm, for I'm me. I'm not sure people would think that you would get smoked because it's John Jones. Well, you know, it's that's that's how it works. But that's just, you know, that that would never happen. Even though, <laughs> even though I did technically be in twice in high school. Did you? Rather, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, knew, I didn't. Know, I didn't know if maybe you all missed each other in the tournament or like we did miss. We did miss 
but I did place higher than him twice, and I pinned, counts. pinned the guy who beat him and you know beat the guy on points that beat him. It was the same guy twice that beat him, and I beat the guy twice. Well, guys, we have Bellator 163 tomorrow night. We have the UFC uh, McGregor-Alvarez conference call here in about an hour for those of you watching live. Conference uh, call with McGregor? Yeah, so what are – okay, I'll get, I wanted your thoughts on this quickly. Then again, I, we are on the podcast. What do you think the odds are, yay or nay, Conor McGregor makes fun of Eddie Alvarez and says that he has T-Rex arms? I think Conor McGregor is going to say a lot of stuff. I think that might be that might be one of the things. I, uh, I'm going for that one. Alvarez has a 69-inch reach. I think he'll, he's going to call him a broke mutt and probably be like, oh, I'm going to make your career. You shut your mouth. You know, you have respect for me. I'm the king, you know, and he'll probably like talk like that, like he's great. He is. He, On conference calls, he's great. That's how he's going to talk, and it's going to be like, bro, you're a piece of trash. Why do you think he's a piece of trash? Because, like, this is the thing. Like, I love fighting. I love that. And, like, the thing is, like, if Conor McGregor called Eddie Alvarez, and, like, before this, and it was like, hey, I'm going to say this stuff, like, even if I don't, maybe they do, and I don't know this, and I just get worked up as a fan, and it's beautiful, you know? And, like, and they just go off it. But at the same time, it's like it's just extremely for how hard we work. It's extremely disrespectful to get the amount of attention he gets for being disrespectful. You know, he's also a pretty good fighter too. He's pretty good, but I believe the matchups he's been given have been tailored made for his career. And whenever he gets beat up, people are like, "Oh, but you know this and this and this." You know, whenever he runs away, but this and this and this. But then whenever he wins, even if his opponent takes it on two weeks' notice or something like that, they're like, he's the king. He had to fight somebody who had to take it on two weeks' notice, but he had to get ready for a completely different fighter on two weeks' notice. And it's like, you're a mutt. He's a mutt. Just like Dan. Your your Irish accent is poor. Dude, I'm not doing an Irish accent. That's just (laughs) average talk. It's just poor. It's just poor stuff. Now, what do you think the odds are that Alvarez gets flustered verbally and makes an Irish leprechaun or pot of gold joke? You know, I think at this point, Eddie Alvarez knows, like, just not to say anything. Or he'll go the complete other route. I personally, like, if it were me, I would literally just be like, whatever, bro. Like, I would just shut him down and be like, I don't give a shit. Uh, I could care less what he says. And it would just be like, you're talking to a wall, so you look stupid, whatever. You know, and that's what I would probably do. And eventually, if you would be like, wow, he's just talking and nobody's saying anything back, that's just stupid. Guys, we have uh, Manny Pacquiao versus Jesse Vargas live viewing that. party Saturday. You into boxing? You watching that fight? Nobody is. Probably not. Yeah, me either. But I'll be in the viewing party. We have a live viewing party for UFC Fight Night 68. We have one for the Eddie Bravo Invitational, even. Ooh. We got all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. But, Matt, tell the people where they can follow you and where they can buy that sweet bro Has gear. it already been an hour? I think it's been our best show. Wow. Wow. This is getting too easy. <laughs> yeah. I you, think it's our best show so far. Yeah, you know, I think we're, we're flapping gums better and better every week. Yep. You know, and I got the I got the official setup now for the microphone. I'm all professional. Look at that. I feel, like, I feel like Marin from IFC. You ever see his show, Marin? I feel like that guy, but cooler. But, uh, yeah. More corn rolls, too. Yeah, you know, I got a lot of other cool th- I got a lot going on for me right now, so, <laughs> this, you know, but, yeah, best of luck to everybody. Uh Find me, you know, on Twitter, RiddleTop7. I think Instagram, it's, I don't know, it's Riddle something, I would imagine. Like Riddle170, I tagged yeah, you Riddle, Yeah, Riddle170, Matthew Riddle on Facebook. And then, you know, I'm actually on Twitch as well. You can see me stream some video games uh, if you're into survival horror. At Riddle, We're going to link to that. Like Riddle, you do, by Riddle the way. Bro, PWS. Ooh. How have you not changed all your handles to Riddle Bro? Uh, can you? 
Yeah, you can change your Twitter I handle. I thought if you changed it, you lost all your followers and they couldn't see what you found. Oh, hell no. Oh, bro. Hell no. Little bro taking over. Now somebody's going to register that. Okay, well, they can. It probably already exists. Riddle Bro's pretty clever. Riddle Bro. No, there's a Riddle Brook. There's a Riddle Bro's web because there's a company called the Riddle Brothers. Well, I can always add another O. So, Riddle Brew? Yeah, bro, 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 you know? <laughs> Riddle Bro, bro. That would bro, work. bro, bro, Riddle Bro. Uh-huh. Hell yeah. That's, bro Riddle Bro. I just think I started something. That's, that's a chance. That's a that that t-shirt. Bro Riddle Bro. Bro Riddle Bro. It's happening Dude. this weekend. It's going to happen this weekend. I'm going to be so Oh, over. man. It's going to be so great. Born right here on the Fightful Podcast. You weren't even trying. What, wasn't even trying. You know, that's the thing. That's the thing. You know, it's. I think t- too many people try too hard. And that's why they fail. Hot diggity fail. Yeah. <laughs> Fightful.com, we got all your news updates, wrestling, MMA, boxing. You don't like one of those? Go to Fightful.com slash boxing slash MMA slash wrestling. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. One thing before we cancel out. Did you see Bill Goldberg go to throw knees Fall on Rusev and fucking watch that shit? The best <laughs> I'll tell you this. He can sell a ticket, that man, but he can't work. A, a match with Brock Lesnar right now is going to be garbage. It's garbage. So He's going to get he hurt. Says he, he says he hasn't even trained in the ring. Can you believe it? What, Goldberg says he hasn't trained in the ring? Said he hadn't stepped into a ring. Bet that shit changed after Monday. It should have. Oh, my God. He literally threw one knee, fell, fell, and then the <laughs> jackhammer was – dude, he, he made Rusev sell three knees to the midsection for like six minutes and then hit the shittiest jackhammer. And the best part is – best part is I see this and I'm like, oh, my God, that's horrible. I tell my cousin, I tell everybody, you got to watch it. They're like, what are you talking about? They edited the edited. footage on Hulu and everywhere else. And I was like, you sons of bitches. I found it on Instagram. And I'm like, <laughs> I found it. I'm like, I, of course, I you know, didn't read whatever. But I was like, dude, look at this. You know, because, dude, I can't believe it. Can't believe it. I can't even throw a knee holding onto somebody's head. Oh, Jesus but, Christ. I completely forgot about that. We had a lot to talk about today. Dude, and, and that next- sphere to payment, trash. Oh, uh, the, well, a lot of that was on Heyman, man. He just fell over. Well, as, dude, he probably saw that knee and got scared. He's like, this guy's going <laughs> to fucking kill me, man. Dude, Bill oh, Goldberg, just all crazy, all not know what he's doing older. It's all bad. Oh, man. Uh, uh, by the way, guys, next week's show with Matt, we're going to keep it open for everybody, non-members and everything, because oh. we don't want to do a UFC 205 show and then – only release it to non-members like the day after. I'll be so in New, be- I'll be in New York for UFC 205. I might even Will you? I might be able to weasel my way in the venue. Maybe maybe take a shot at Dana White. No. You're MMA banned for life. <laughs> we should we should have you do an interview with Dana White. That oh, wouldn't be yeah, awkward. Right. That guy, like he, <laughs> dude, that guy has so much money. He has no time for a guy like me. He doesn't want to talk about me. He doesn't want to look at me. He, he might piss at me. That's about it. He Just, might piss at you he, or hiss at you. Yeah, or either, either. I don't. He, there's no way he likes me. There's no way he would even talk to me. Man, no way, no I, way. I don't see it. Like he's, like, have you seen that interview of him on? Fox? Yeah, oh yeah. I saw. I, I literally. People were telling me about that. I refused. He said, to- he said you beat your kids, Matt, and I, I heard the comment. It was obviously you saying that as a joke. Coming from a guy that has literally called people nasty things and thinks it's okay, but I make one. Jo- yeah, dude, dude doesn't like me. Dude, yeah, he's trash. Dana White's trash. Don't want to talk to him. That's, that's I'm gonna be honest. That's Matt. not part of my contract with the with the Fight Full Podcast. You've given me like a week's worth of headlines today. I'm glad. I'm glad. A week's worth of headlines. Just saying. I'm glad. It's a good time. It's always fun talking. And as I as I get off of this, I see a headline come across that you spoke to the two man power trip of wrestling. Good people over there. 
Uh, check that interview out as well, guys, if you want more of Matt Riddle. More, just so much, just lathered in me. If you want to bathe, lathered. if you want to bathe in Matt Riddle, check that out and catch up. Log on to the Fightful Podcast. Sign up as a free member. Check out the content. Bro bath, bro bath. That's and hashtag bro bath. Hey, bro riddle, bro is happening. We you That's you might want to tweet that now just so I remember. I already it. did. I did that five minutes ago. What? Matt. Yeah. Oh, hey. I, yeah. That's that's money. I just got to think of a logo. I, I the one thing I'm looking for now. I know we're running low over, but we got to think of a logo. Like, well, I do. This isn't your job. Or a brogo. <laughs> a brogo. I need a brogo. The word, the word lingo. I got pretty good. You can do so many things. Yeah. So you can do it with anything, really. But the, I need like something like, like the raffler and pony. I need something iconic. Something the symbol. But hey, that's for another. That's for another Thursday. It is. Next week, we're talking UFC 205. We're talking all kinds of stuff. Whatever crazy shit happens next week, we're covering. Guys, thank you so much. As always, register, Fightful.com, free account. If you're a non-member and you want to get shows like this early, register. It's free! It's free. Cheap states. Okay, catch you guys. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.